0: But go to 2 Kings tonight, if you will. We were in 1 Kings this morning, so we'll be in 2 Kings. We're going to 2 Kings tonight, chapter number 2. 2 Kings, chapter number 2. And uh, we're going to begin reading tonight with verse number 9. And uh, as I said this morning, I'm going to talk to you tonight about, about a double portion of the Holy Spirit, a double portion of the Holy Spirit. Man, it's good to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But you know what? You know what? There's more available of God's Spirit for your life. You can never get too full or too filled with the Holy Ghost. Sometimes, I think uh, Christians and Pentecostals, they get the idea that, uh, well, I've got all there there is to have. And, uh, you know, years ago, people would spend... They would spend weeks and months tarrying in the altars to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then once they got filled, they, I guess they thought they had attained everything. You know, they didn't come back. They thought they had reached it. But boy, i tell you what, once you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's more and more and more and more. I can't get enough. I mean, I need more of His Spirit and presence and power in my life. Every single day. And I thank God that He's put that hunger and that desire, that thirsting for more of God. Jesus said in John chapter 7, "...if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, and out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit, that they which believe on him should receive." And so if we want the rivers of the Holy Spirit flowing out of us and flowing in our life, then there has to be a thirst, there has to be a desire for His presence in our life. Can I get an amen tonight? So in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse number 9. And so it was when they, Elijah and Elisha, had crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what, I may, ask what may I do for you before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly, I love the sudden events in the Bible, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. And then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that and Elisha crossed over. Amen. And now, when, uh, verse 15, now when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests upon Elisha. Hallelujah. Father, just ask, add the blessing we ask to your word tonight. Help me to minister, to say what you want me to say. I pray that you will open the hearts, every heart of your saints here this evening. and Pour in a desire for more of your Spirit in their lives. Help us to understand and receive what the Spirit would say, the Holy Spirit would say to this church tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. As you study the Word of God and you study the prophet Elisha, you will see that Elisha was a prophet of the miraculous. Elisha is a picture, I believe, of every believer. He's a picture of you and me and of how our life is to be a life of the supernatural. As we we allow the Spirit of God to have His will and His way in and through our lives. Christianity, folks, is a supernatural experience with God. And we need to live in the supernatural realm. In the spirit realm. Elisha was a man who was willing to leave everything and to follow the plan of God for his life. We know that... Elisha was divinely appointed. He was called of God. But it's not enough just to be divinely appointed. You must also be divinely anointed of God. It isn't enough to be saved. You must also, if you're saved, be surrendered to the Lord. It's not enough just to have the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit wants to have you. That's where we need to be tonight. Amen. I hear people say, "Well, I have the Holy Ghost." Well, does the Holy Ghost have you? That's what it all matters. That's what really matters tonight. And so, God wants to possess you. God, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you tonight with to overflowing with His might and with His power. And I really, really believe that this year, that uh, in 2021, and this year that God wants to give each and every one of us here at Abundant Life Family Church, and not only here, but in every church tonight, God wants to give us... His people a double portion of the Holy Ghost. I believe that He wants us to be baptized in the Spirit and to be overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. And in this second chapter of second, the second book of Kings, it's one of the most interesting passages in the entirety of the Word of God. Because Elijah has been a great prophet of God. And now it's time, you know, we talked about Elijah this morning and his discouragement. But it's time now for for him to go to heaven. God's ready to take Elijah to heaven by an ascension. He's sending down a chariot of fire and horses of fire to receive Elijah into heaven. And Elijah's just about to go to heaven uh, without seeing death. Amen. Amen. He's a picture, as I mentioned this morning, he's a picture of believers and of the rapture of the church. And what happened to Elijah is the same thing's going to happen to every Christian who is alive when Jesus comes to take away his people in the rapture. Not that the Lord's going to send chariot and horses of fire, but the Lord himself is coming back with a shout and with the trumpet of God and with the voice of the archangel. And the Bible says that the dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. Somebody so, will you just use those scriptures this morning? I'm going to tell you, you're going to hear them a lot in these next few weeks and months and throughout this year until the event takes place because I believe that we are so close, so near to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for his church. Amen? we're going to be called up to meet them in the air and that is the event we know as the rapture of the church G- elijah was caught up in a type of rapture and was carried to glory in a whirlwind and in chariots of fire and when he did that when it happened elisha his understudy his uh his his uh, one that 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 poured waters on the hands of Elijah, Elisha witnessed this event. But prior to this event, Elijah had said this to his his understudy Elisha. He said, Elisha, before I go to be with the Lord, what would you have me to do for you? Man, I tell you, that's kind of that's that's quite a question there. What would you have me to do for you? He's basically just giving Elisha a blank check. And he's saying to Elisha, Hey, ask whatever you will whatever you want whatever you whatever you ask for i will do it for you and so you know i i, I wonder what we would have what what would our our response be to uh, that tonight amen if if uh, if 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 the lord would say to us if god would say to us tonight you know you can have anything you desire that kindly be a spiritual barometer in our life if god would say what can i give you what would you desire I'll give you anything you want. You know, I would, would you say, well, I want more money or would you say, I want some fame and fortune or would you say, I want more possessions or a bigger home or a nicer car or more talent or ability. What would you ask for? You know, that would be a spiritual barometer, so to speak, as to where we are and what our desires are for the Lord Jesus Christ and for the things of God. But I like what Elisha said I said I like the answer that Elisha gave when Elijah said ask what you will whatever you want and I'll do it and Elisha said you know what I want he said I want a double portion of the spirit that's resting on you and I want that spirit a double portion of it and a double portion of your ministry to rest upon me my what a desire that is hallelujah that this young man had that he wanted more and more of the power of God in his life and Elijah answered him and he said you know what he said you've asked a hard thing or you've made a great claim but if you're with me when I'm taken up then that will be yours God will do that for you Do you know that's what we need in our life tonight do you know that we need every one of us here in this sanctuary tonight we we need a double portion of the Holy Ghost. We need a double portion of the power of God. We need to get a hold of that desire that Elisha had and say, God I've got to have more of you in my life. We need a double portion of the anointing. It's the anointing, my friend, that destroys the yoke and removes the burden and sets the captive free. And if we're going to be effective in these last days the church is going to have to get back to the Holy Ghost, get in the altars and get a double portion of God's spirit and power and anointing in our life. Can I get an amen in this house tonight? Amen? See there are so many in the church today that are not willing to take hold of God and receive what he has for them. But I really hope tonight and I really do believe tonight that I'm talking to a church here at Abundant Life Family Church who wants and desires a double portion of the Holy Ghost in their lives. Who desires a double portion of the power of God upon this church I'm not satisfied where we at I, I I thank God for the anointing of the power and the spirit and the flow of the spirit that's here but ladies and gentlemen we have not attained everything yet what God has for us there's greater things there's a greater measure there's more of God there's more of his spirit and I'm not gonna be satisfied until I have all that I can have in the realm of the Holy Spirit in the supernatural. Amen? Hallelujah. So notice tonight, Elisha, when you study this second chapter, there's kindly a little, uh, a little outline of what Elisha did and how, it came, how he came to the place where God could give him the double portion of the spirit that rested upon Elijah. The first thing we notice when you read, I won't take time to read it, you can read it in your own private devotions, but in verses 1 through 7, of that second chapter we see there in that passage that that Elisha had a steadfast determination to receive this double portion from the Lord when you read those first seven verses you notice again and again that determination that he had for the power of God in his life see Elisha was a disciple of Elijah and a disciple is someone who follows his master everywhere that he goes. And Elisha was determined that no matter what the cost, that he was going to continue to follow Elijah. He was going to stay close to him, and he was going to follow him. And that's what Elijah said to him in 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 those verses, you know, he said, you know, uh, he said, listen, I'm going to go down to, uh, I'm going to go down to Jericho, and then I'm going to go to Bethel, and then I'm going to go to Jordan. And every time Elijah said he was going to go to a different Place he told Elisha, he said, You go ahead and stay here, and I'm gonna go on down to this other city. I'm going down to Jericho, but you stay here. And what was the what was the response that Elisha gave to Elijah? He said, Ain't no way I'm staying here. Wherever you go, I'm going to. I'm going where you go. Amen. And so he continually, by determination, continued to follow his master. It kind of seems like when you're reading those verses, that the that Elijah is, is is trying to discourage his disciple. But he's really not trying to discourage him. Actually, what he's doing is he's testing him in a way, trying to get Elisha to stay in one place while he goes on. And I think he's what Elijah's trying to get out of Elisha is he wants to see really how great his desire really is for this double portion. Of the spirit, he wants to see how bad he really wants this double portion because he had told him, "If you see me when I go away, you can have the double portion." He tries to get him to stay at Jericho and 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 at at Bethel. He tries to get him to stay, but Elisha says, "No way! I'm sticking with you. I'm here to stay with you. I'm not gonna not going to be." sidetracked, but I'm going to stay the course. So we see that Elisha was determined. He's going to stick to his master like glue because he does not want to miss out on what God has for him. Oh, come on church. This is what it takes tonight to follow Jesus and to have the power of God upon your life and upon your ministry. It Takes a determination that will overcome anything that will come against you anything that will stand in your way any obstacle that, that, that will come against you trying to stop you and prevent you from having all of God's best in your life you've got to have a determination and make up your mind nothing's gonna stop me nothing's gonna hold me back I'm gonna have I'm determined tonight to have what God wants me to have I wanna a double portion and I will not be detoured from receiving that double portion in my life. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise tonight. There were three different places that Elijah and Elisha traveled to. They started at Gilgal and they went from Gilgal to Bethel. Then they went from Bethel to Jericho. And then they went from Jericho to Jordan. And there is some significance to these three different cities that they visited. Because it is in these, these are three, all three places are places that once had been significant places of the miraculous. Bethel had been, Jericho, we know the story. You know, Bethel's where Jacob Saw the vision of the ladder. There was a divine revelation given. Jericho, the power of God hit the walls of Jericho and they fell. The Jordan River had been parted. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. But they were all places that once had been significant places of miracles of God. But now they had been given over to idol worship and to demonic power. These three cities were places with scenes of former glory but present shame. Come on, somebody. They were, these were places where there were memories of what had been but was no more. The power of God worked there at one time, but not anymore. But Elisha was not content to dwell in past memories. Listen to me, but he moved forward and was was determined to move forward to present realities. you got to get that. Because we so many times want to live in the past of what God used to do. I thank God for my Pentecostal heritage. I thank God for what God used to do. But praise God, what we need today is God to do something today in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to have a present reality in a move of God. And so we can't live on the past memories of past revivals, my family, um, my mom and my dad I've told you many times we're saved and my aunts uncles uh, were all saved in the 40's in a in a, in an 8 week 6 week 8 week revival that took place at first assembly of God in Cape Girardeau there were hundreds of people that were saved in that revival there were scores of people that were filled with the Holy Ghost that were called to preach and I'm still a fruit of that revival listen that's why I believe still believe in revivals folks because I'm fruit that came out of a revival that took place back in the 40's it was a place of former glory but I can't live today on what happened at first assembly of God in 1947 I've got to have a move of God and experience a move of God in my life right now hallelujah in 2021 amen same God back then same Holy Ghost same power of God is the same God tonight amen we need to see a fresh move of the Holy Spirit amen so he clung, Elisha clung to Elijah and he pressed forward and uh, he had saw people that at one time had, had witnessed the power of God. But now were far, far from God and just had a form of godliness but were absent the power thereof. So if you and I want that double portion tonight, and we want the power of God in my life, and we desire the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we want to be used of God, and we want to see the gifts of the Spirit in operation again in the church, and I'm talking about all of them, amen. I'm talking about a restoration of all the gifts. I was talking to James this morning. We were talking about the gifts of the Spirit before the service, and and i Told him, I said, those gifts are still within the church. God hadn't taken them out, God hadn't removed them. The only problem is they're lying there dormant. God's looking for some people that'll get a hungry, a hunger, and a thirst and covet and desire the spiritual gifts again to see them restored to the body of Christ. We have to have that hunger, amen. If you have that desire tonight, I'm telling you what, you can have that double portion. Of the Holy Ghost in your life. Can I get an amen? Amen. You can have him tonight. Praise God. There's a price that comes with having the power of God. Always is. If you have a double portion. If you're going to have a double portion. You can expect this is going to to throw cold water on the whole thing. (laughs) Here we go. If you're going to have the double portion, you can expect double persecution. Amen? When you go to seeking after God for more of the power of God, you can expect that there's going to be some some problems and some trouble that can come that's going to come your way. People today, there there are... scores of people today that are in opposition to the moving and the operation of the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, you know me. You know me. You know my life. I, I, I'm I. not for... Um, Um, fleshly manifestations within the church. I want a move of God, and I want the uh, operation of the gifts of the Spirit, but I want it to be, as the Bible says, I want it to be decent, decently, and in order. There's an order, amen? I've been doing some study, putting some messages together, on the uh, on the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, different than what I taught a couple of years ago, but uh, to prove the fact that those gifts are still for the church today. And there are those that say, "Well, they passed away with the apostles, or when the word, when the written word of God, the canon of Scripture, was completed." But that's nowhere taught in the Word of God. Those gifts are for us today. But Paul did put within the Scripture in First Corinthians chapter. 12, 13, 14, the proper order and the operation of those gifts and how they should be uh, administered in the church. But nowhere did he ever say... You know, the the Corinthian church, I'll just preach a little of that message now. We'll just interweave them, amen? The Corinthian church came behind in no gift. But the Bible said that Corinthian church had a problem with the proper usage of those gifts. They were a tongue-talking bunch, weren't they? They wanted to talk in tongues all the time. They were praying. Praying in tongues out loud and uh, in in the church services without an interpreter, and so Paul had to make corrections to those things. But I'm going to tell you, in 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 spite of the fact that there those gifts were not being operated in a correct way, there was no time that Paul wrote to them and said, "You guys are dis are using the gifts of the Spirit in a wrong way." So I forbid you to speak in tongues anymore, or I forbid you to operate in those gifts anymore. He didn't say that he gave them correction on those gifts and what he did say was just the opposite to that he said covet to prophesy and do not forbid to speak in other tongues keep on operating in the gifts just get them in the right order in the correct order my Lord there's people today that are going to criticize us they're going to say that we've went off the deep end I've already had that to happen amen people have left the church simply because we've had an outpouring and a moving of the Holy Spirit and people have fallen out under the power of God and people have said well that's not of God let me tell you something we need the moving of the Holy we are a full gospel Holy Ghost Pentecostal church tonight and we want the double portion and the moving of the Holy Spirit in this place Hallelujah Amen there's going to be some obstacles everywhere that Elisha and Elijah went. There was those groups of the sons of the prophets that kind of scoffed at Elisha and said, Don't you know Elijah's leaving you today? You've been following him all this time. He's going to leave you today. You're following him, and you're not going to get anything out of it. You know what Elisha said to him? I know that. You just hush. Hush your mouth. Boy, I tell you, that's what I want to tell some folks. Hush your mouth. <laughs> Amen. But the Holy Ghost, the operation, the moving of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence speaking of with the evidence speaking in other tongues has been derided and scorned and ridiculed by many in the modern church today. And so the pressure has been put on. To go with the flow. but And there's been a lot of Pentecostal churches and denominations. That have sidelined the moving and the working and the operation of the Holy Spirit. We can't have that. Amen. They've put the Holy Ghost. If they do pray for anybody to receive the Holy Spirit. They say we've got to take them into a side room somewhere and minister to them. Some preachers in Pentecostal churches today have said, we don't want any tongues or interpretation. We still believe in it, but we don't want that on Sunday morning church because it may drive people away. Well, when they, when the hundred and twenty was all talking in tongues on the day of Pentecost, it didn't drive nobody away. They said, "Let's come and see about this. What's going on here?" Amen. Come on. But there will be those who will ridicule us, those who will scorn us and talk about us, but that's okay. I'm willing to go through that to have a double portion of the Spirit of God in our life and in our church. Can I I get an amen tonight? That was just point one. I better hurry up. So he had a spiritual, he had a a strong determination. You've got to be determined that you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and have that double portion. But the second thing that Elisha had was, and I'll just touch on this and then we'll move on, but he had also a spiritual identification with his master, with Elijah. It says in verse 8 that Elijah took his mantle and he wrapped up his mantle and he 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 smote the waters of the Jordan River and the Jordan River divided when Elijah smote the waters and they 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 went this this way and that way and and then it says this it says that the two of them, the two of them went over on dry ground. Which two of them is he talking about? He's talking about Elijah and Elisha, the disciple and the master. They two, both of them together, stood by the Jordan, and Elisha smote the water, and they two, both of them together went across. What was happening here and what this is a type and a picture of is that the disciple was identifying himself with his master. And folks, we need to understand this tonight. That if we're going to have the power of God in our life, that we're if we're going to have that anointing of the Holy Spirit, the double portion of God's power, then we are going to have to identify with our master knowing that Christ is the only way to holiness in our life. And we're going to have to have that holiness today. Holiness is not something legalistic. It's not a set of rules that we lay down. Holiness is Christ being formed in you. The life of Christ being formed in you. Amen. It's the spirit of God cutting away all of the mess of the flesh and developing and producing the fruit of the spirit and the character of Jesus Christ in your life. And if we're going to have the power of God within the church, we're going to have to have a church. And we're going to have to be men and women that seek the holiness of God and an identification with The Lord Jesus Christ to be like Him, to be more and more like Him. Amen. Hallelujah. They both passed over together over the Jordan River. That symbolizes a death to self. That symbolizes a death to the old life. It symbolizes a death to the defeated life and a resurrection to a victorious life. They were passing through that Jordan River. They went across that Jordan River. That was a symbol of them leaving that carnal life behind and entering into a brand new life, a spiritual life. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it symbolizes our dying with the Lord Jesus Christ and being raised with him to walk in newness of life tonight. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. We need that old man crucified. We need to die out to the things of the flesh and of this world and cross over with our master and be identified with him. Him in his holiness tonight, and he filled with a double portion. Woo. I feel something here tonight, man. Amen. Hallelujah. It's that identification with his death and resurrection, and we've got to do that, denying ourselves, taking up our cross daily, and following him. But the third thing that we see that brought this double portion was that Elisha had also a strong supplication he asked for the double portion when Elijah said what do you want what can I give you ask anything and he said oh I pray thee King James says, I pray thee. New King James said, I ask for, let a double portion of the spirit that's on you be on me. Not just what you got, but twice as much. Amen. How many knows that power and prayer are linked together and are inseparable? There will be no power of God without A prayer life. That's why, oh God help me now Jesus. That's why there's so many powerless pulpits in America today and powerless churches in America today because the prayer closet has been closed off. The prayer room has nobody visiting it. Amen. Thank God for Sister Reed. You can set set your clock by it on Sunday morning right around 10 o'clock. She makes her way. Her car pulls in, and she makes her way up those stairs to that upper room up there in that prayer room, and you can hear her crying out to God and interceding for this church and interceding for souls and interceding for the pastor and for the church amen she came down this morning and she didn't hardly have no voice left amen and that's okay that's what it's all about because prayer and power praise God they are inseparable you can't have power without a prayer life can I get an amen God will give us the fullness of the spirit only in answer to believing prayer Jesus said this in Luke 11 13 he said if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that what to them that what to them that ask him hallelujah do you remember what happened I think I read it a couple of weeks ago remember what happened in Acts chapter 4 and verse 31 when they were being threatened they were being threatened the early church was not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus and they got together and they had a prayer meeting by the way I'll put a plug in Tuesday at 11 o'clock we had prayer meetings. Right here at Abundant Life Church They got together and they had a prayer meeting And they lifted their voices And they prayed and they called on God And said Lord fill us with boldness That we may speak thy word And how many remembers what happened The place where they were assembled together Was shaken and they were all filled With the Holy Ghost and they spoke The word of God with boldness I'm talking about prayer I'm talking about strong supplication That came from Elisha, hallelujah He comes to God audaciously asking God for a double portion asking God for his best oh my Lord church that God would come that we would come to the God of heaven tonight and we would fall on our faces before him and say God we will not leave here until we have the power, and the fullness of the Holy Ghost in our lives tonight. Fill us with a double portion of your spirit. Come on, if you believe it, give him praise. Oh, that's what I've got to have. It's what our church has got to have. It's what we need tonight. Hallelujah. Strong supplication to pray for God's Spirit to fall on us again. I don't want to ride a hobby horse, of course. But this nation's in a mess. Our government's in a mess. The church is in a mess. And we need the power. We need the power of the holy ghost like we've never needed him before amen in, in 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 the midst of an age where where there's just this form of godliness and no power God give us the power. Oh, that old that old uh, that old Pentecostal standard said, "Oh Lord, send the power just now." Oh Lord, send the power just now. Oh Lord, send the power just now and baptize everyone. Hallelujah! We need the power of God tonight in our life and in our church. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me close. I've got, to, I've got to bring this to a close so we can get in this altar tonight. And that is this. The last thing that we see, or the fourth thing that we see with Elisha, was that he made a simple appropriation. He had a hunger and a thirst for the Lord. He supplicated. He was identified with his master. Amen. He, he had a determination. But then he, had, he made a simple appropriation. Elijah had told Elisha if, 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 that if he was with him and saw him when he was taken, that he would get the double portion that he desired and that he asked for. So Elijah had stayed with Elijah. He had followed him. He had stuck close to him. And he stayed with him until he was miraculously translated and ascended into heaven. But notice what he did. Elisha has gone up. The chariot and the horses of fire have come down, and Elijah steps into that chariot, and he's whisked away by that chariot and those horses into heaven. But Elisha goes up, and as Eli- I'm sorry, Elijah goes up, and as he goes up, there's something that comes back down and what was what was it that was was coming back down that was left behind for Elijah was the mantle of Elijah Elijah was left for Elisha. And that mantle symbolized what was it? It was the prophet's mantle. And that mantle was a symbol. It symbolized the anointing of the the prophet's office. The anointing of the power of God that he had. And uh, the Bible says that when that mantle came down that Elisha took up the mantle of Elijah. Elijah's gone. The mantle of the prophet is there. He takes up the mantle that fell from him, he goes back over to the Jordan River and he takes the mantle of Elijah and he smites the waters just like Elijah had done just a few moments earlier. He smote the waters and he said this. He said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he did that, when he smote the waters and said that, the miracle took place and the waters for Elisha just as they had for Elijah. You know what this was? This was simple appropriation. The mantle had been left behind and so all that was left for Elisha to do, the prayer oh come on church, the prayer had been answered, the request had been granted, the prophet's mantle had been left behind for Elisha and all that was left for Elisha to do was to take the mantle up to receive the mantle to pick it up hallelujah and to take it as his very own see you may have a desire for a double portion of the Holy Spirit tonight you may have prayed and you may have asked God for this power but you know what you've got to do that's not going quite far enough you've got to reach out in simple faith and appropriate the fullness of the Spirit in your very own life the Holy Ghost just like everything else the gift of the Holy Ghost is is received by faith just like salvation just like healing just like any answer to prayer you've got to appropriate the promise and receive ye the Holy Ghost in your life tonight praise God oh hallelujah the Holy Ghost power saints of God is the only power that is going to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in this church. i let you think about that while I open the water. I said the Holy Ghost power is the only power that's going to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in our church. Oh, we've tried, you know, not we, but the church has tried everything. To try to get a crowd. Oh, hallelujah. Don't get me. I ain't got time to preach on seek, seeker-sensitive Christianity. I don't have time for that tonight. But y'all know me enough to know this. I'm again it. Amen. They didn't have seeker-sensitive churches in the book of Acts. But they did have the power of the Holy Ghost. Is anybody with me tonight? and all that we do and the ministry that we accomplish and everything that we do within the church has got to be by the power of the Holy Ghost Zechariah 4 and 6 says it's not by might and it's not by our human power but it's by thy spirit saith the Lord of hosts and we've got to be a people tonight who have that double portion of the power of God because here's the thing ladies and gentlemen Jesus Christ just as Elijah left the prophet's mantle and passed that ministry and that power and that anointing on to Elisha Jesus Christ has left us his mantle to take up and to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and to continue on and to carry out brother Wade that great commission amen we can't do it without the Holy Spirit before they were sent out to preach before they were sent out to build a church before they were sent out to do anything Jesus didn't tell them to go do one single thing he said the first thing that I want you to do is get back to Jerusalem and wait there and tarry there for the promise of my Father until you are endued with power from on high. You've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit from on high if you're going to do the work that I've called you to do. Amen? They stood there and watched Jesus. Not in in a chariot and horses of fire, but Surrounded by angels of God. Forty days after the resurrection they watched Jesus. As he ascended into heaven. The Bible says that while he was there and blessed them. After he had given them the mandate to go back to Jerusalem. And wait for the promise of the Father. The Bible said that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they watched him ascend. The Bible said that they worshiped him as he ascended. And the Bible says then that they obeyed what he told them to do. That's the problem with the church today. We don't want to obey anything Jesus said. Ouch. But they obeyed what Jesus said, and the Bible said they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. These disciples watched Jesus ascend into glory as he raised higher and higher and went higher and higher until the clouds received him out of their sight. And Jesus had told them to tarry for he was sending the promise of the Father that the mantle would be given to them. So they returned to Jerusalem, and they were there in the temple for 10 days for that prayer meeting, continually praising and blessing God and seeking the Lord for that 10-day period. And then the Bible tells us what happens Luke closes out the gospel of Luke in Luke chapter 24 and he opens up the book of Acts and, and, and tells us what happened as a result of that prayer meeting that they were continually there in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's a good thing to tell the Catholics. Mary was there getting the Holy Ghost too. Praise God. Amen. And they were there and assembled and they were in prayer and the Bible says this at that, that tenth day had just so happened that 10th day happened to be the day of Pentecost hallelujah that 50th day from Passover and when that day of Pentecost had fully come that suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit of God gave them the utterance hallelujah to the lamb forever. Jesus was taken up and the Holy Spirit came down. The power of the Spirit is related to the ascension of the master because he said, I tell you this, it's to your advantage, it's to your profit that I go away because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I go away, I'm going to send him back. I'll send the mantle. You'll You need the double portion. Oh, lift your hands and worship Him. Lift your hands and praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus left us behind the promise of the Father. The power of the Holy Spirit is available. No matter what people tell you today, the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the initial physical evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance is still for the church today. I wished I had time to preach. I see now why Paul could preach all night. Amen. It's for the church. And it's available today, that experience. God wants to baptize every believer. He wants to fill you to overflowing. He wants to give you a double portion. So the mantle has fallen. It fell at Pentecost. So what are we going to do? Like Elisha, pick it up. Pick it up. Appropriate it by your faith, what the Lord has made available. He went back over. Worship team, you can make your way back. He went back over, Elisha did. When he got that prophet's mantle, he went back over to that Jordan River. And he took the mantle that had fell from Elisha. And he smoked the waters. Just like Elijah had done. And he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? I believe what he was saying. Brother Bobby is... Elijah's gone. Is his God still here? Hallelujah. Jesus is gone. He's in heaven. Amen. Paul is gone and Peter is gone and James and John and all of the apostles are gone. They're all in heaven. But where? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And I'm going to tell you where he's at. Hallelujah. He's dwelling in every believer that is born of the Spirit. He's still alive and well tonight. And when, he, and when Elijah smote that Jordan River and asked that question, those waters parted this way and that way, just as they had done, just as they had done for Elijah. Oh, Elijah was gone, but he found out the mantle had fallen, the Power was there. The anointing was still there. God Almighty was still in control. Hallelujah. God remained and Elisha had received that double portion that he wanted from the Lord. Amen. You say how do you know he got a double portion? Well Elijah performed eight miracles and Elisha was double that. He performed 16 miracles and one of those we sang about it this morning one of those was after he was dead when they threw a dead man in his grave he had only 15 only 15 miracles and everybody probably said well he didn't get the double portion but after his flesh had rotted off his bones and the bones of that man of God were laying in that tomb praise God they threw a dead man in there and touched the dead bones of Elisha and he raised up by the power of God I'm telling you he had the double portion he had the double portion Oh, I want the double portion. Only one man had the Spirit without measure. That was Jesus. All of us have a measure of the Holy Spirit. But you don't have to be content and satisfied with the measure you got because you can get double measure you can get more it's all up to you it's all up to me what we want with God we can have if we're willing to believe him spend time with him you ain't apt to get a double portion spending 15 hours in front of the TV you ain't apt to get a double portion watching the news 6-8 hours a day you ain't apt to get it, boy. I'm telling you, I'm going to ruin this message, hang on. You you ain't apt to get. It. You ain't apt to get a double portion. Spending ten minutes in prayer and five hours on Facebook. Help me preach, Jesus. Whew. But if you want a double portion, and you'll get in God's presence, and you'll seek Him, and you're hungry and you're thirsty. The Lord God of Elijah will give you a double portion of his spirit in your life. How many say, I want it tonight, preacher? Pastor Rick, I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm not satisfied before I'm. I want more of the Holy Ghost. Well, if you mean that tonight, stand with me and let's make our way up here to the front. Praise God. I don't know what they're going to sing tonight.